Welcome to series four of Recruitment Journeys, the podcast series in which we continue to pin down recruitment industry identities and leaders and we find out how they came from where they came from and how they ended up where they are today. As ever, we'll do our very best to keep the conversation candid and authentic in the hope to inspire, educate and motivate. My name is Pete Watson and I have a rec to rec business that's been kicking around for the better part of a couple of decades. And this is my own little way of helping the industry learn from others who have been there and done it. The fourth series of Recruitment Journeys is proudly sponsored by our very good friends of Vincere, the recruitment tech platform created by recruiters for recruiters and powered by the Recruiters Mentor Project. Check them both out at www.vincere.io and www.therecruitersmentorproject.com.au. Right, that's quite enough of all the corporate waffle. Let's crack on with series four of Recruitment Journeys. So in episode one of series four, we look closely at something that's been very topical in the recruitment industry since the arrival of old mate COVID, and that's working from home, or more accurately, the shorter working week. A few recruitment businesses have pioneered the four day working week or the nine day fortnight with amazing results and they haven't looked back. Today we talk to two such industry trailblazers, Sean Toomey from the Anderson Partnership and Simon Hare from Precision Sourcing. And they tell us how they arrived at the potentially risky decision of giving all of their staff extra time out of the office and away from their desks. Hope you enjoy this podcast episode that we've titled Reinventing the Week. Sean Toomey from the Anderson Partnership and Simon Hare from Precision. Good afternoon, chaps. How are you? Well, how are you doing, Pete? I'm very well, thank you. Are you, Simon? You all right? I'm very good, yeah. Very good, mate. You've been very chatty up until now. You suddenly got a, suddenly got a big camera and microphone. Well, you told me to shut up I and did, not be... I did. It's too much chat for the podcast. I told you, I told you to tone it down. Mixed messages here, Pete. <laughs> Mixed messages. Uh, Simon, meet Sean. Sean, meet Simon. Nice to meet you, Simon. Pleased to meet you, Sean. Chaps. Thanks once again for, for coming on to Recruitment Journeys. You've both been kind enough to, to come on before, but this is episode one of series four. Um, and I wanted to kickstart things with uh, you know, something that's quite topical at the moment. And it's the, uh, it's the, it's the creation of the, the shorter fortnight. Oh, actually, no, Sam, you told me off, didn't you? You told me off for calling it a shorter fortnight. Uh, you're calling it a shorter week. Um, yeah. Yeah, all right, well, I'm sure we'll come to that. But this is this has been there's been many many silver linings from old mate COVID, uh, but from where I'm standing, one of them is the fact that the industry has eventually realised and come to its senses and, and um, recognised the fact that you know, recruiters don't need to be chained to their desks five days a week, dawn till dusk, and uh, and you guys at, uh, at Anderson and Precision are. Um, uh, you know, one of the, one of the, one of the pioneers of this this shorter fortnight. You know, um, empowering your your people and instilling faith and trust in them, um, which we're gonna we're gonna dig deep and find out what brought you to this uh, monumental, some might say, risky, uh, innovative decision. Um, so that's that's the subject of the uh, the conversation. I think, because, I think I rather creatively called it Reinventing the Week. How's that for a title? I like yeah. it. Yeah, it? Clever that, eh? 
Yeah. Right, chap. So um, you are pioneers, apparently. <clears throat> so um, with that in mind, I need to put you on the, on the spot and find out if this is the first thing you've ever pioneered. Have you pioneered other things in your life? Simon, what else have you pioneered in your life? What else have I pioneered? All right. So I created a, a route and a walk um, during lockdown from Palm Beach to Manly, and then you walk to Bondi. And um, yeah, it's 110 kilometers. And we, we, we walked it for, for charity for Black Dog Mental Health. So I kind of pioneered that route, if that makes sense, and organized the whole walk and the, found us a charity partner that meant something to our business and our people. And yeah, so I suppose I pioneered that. We'll never do it again. Um, it was horrendous. Ended up in hospital on a drip. But um, yeah, I suppose I pioneered that. Raised $20,000. So I'm very, very proud of that. So, 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 so pioneering is in your blood. So if you pioneered this route, this, this path, does that mean you have like a machete in your hand and you're clearing the pathway as you went? Palm Beach, as you know, in the Northern Beaches, it is very much like that. You know, you need to, you, you need to clear your way past the Range Rovers and, and those swimming pools. <laughs> yeah, so there's definitely a little bit of that as we were walking through the night. Yeah, definitely. Sean, what about you, mate? Are you a seasoned pioneer? Mate, I wish you'd have started with me and finished with Simon because mine, you know, I was trying to think about it. I'm going with some like bad dance moves in Birmingham, some questionable fashion choices. Um, I was trying to think about this. Do you know what? I'm probably, I'd say I pioneered one of the first recruitment leaders to also be a mascot at the football. Sorry, and that was yourself or somebody else? No, it was me. I was Hercules the Lion whilst also running a recruitment business. Is one of my favourites. So. Is that a Millwall? Uh, Villa. Villa. All right. Yeah. Hang on. Are you saying that you had a you were moonlighting as a football mascot? Basically, yes. Whilst, yeah. So I think I pioneered the dual job where one of those jobs is dressing up as a giant lion at the weekend and dancing. How long did you do that for? Uh, a season. It was the hardest job I've ever done. Really? Ever done. Show us, show us, show us your mascot wave. Prove Absolutely. It. Absolutely not. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, well, it's funny. Look, I was, I was, I, I did prepare myself for the fact that you might turn the tables and say, "Well, what have you pioneered, Pete?" Oh, um, that would have been better. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll answer my own, quest, own question. The only thing I pioneered, aside from this uh, non-award-winning podcast, is uh, is is red feeler boots. Remember those puppies? Oh, yeah, I loved them. Loved them. Yeah, I was definitely the first person in the uh, in the whole state of Cumbria to wear red feeler boots. Did you have the tongue through the laces or did you keep them tucked in? Uh, no, tucked in, I think. You didn't tie it behind because that was the style, wasn't it, Simon? You got the yeah. real big tongue, tie, tie the laces behind so you got the feeler. See, obviously not cool enough there to even know uh, what I'm talking about, yeah? yeah maybe in Birmingham and, and the northeast, where you're not really known for your fashion standards. Um, anyway, all right, chaps. Well, thank you so much. So, um, But you have pioneered the, the shorter working week. Uh, which is something that's been very topical. Um, I was going to say, I was going to say, a lot of businesses have jumped on board, but 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 they haven't. You know, I, I, you know, you're probably keeping an eye on the market as well as I am. I'm aware of maybe half a dozen businesses that have put it into policy and formalised it and, and and banged the drum. Um, I, think, I think some businesses might do it on the lowdown, um, but you guys have said, no, this is this is how we're going to operate. This is this is what we believe in. So. Uh, so good on you in that regard. So I'm very keen to find out when did the germ of the idea of the of the shorter week, when did it first pop into your mind as something you should be thinking about as a business? 
Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I don't mind. Yeah. And I was, I was going to say, if I'm being um, honest and modest, I'd, I'd say Simon's uh, business probably pioneered it before us, having followed them a little bit. We probably followed a bit more. But um, look, actually, the germ of the idea came from my chairman um, many years ago, actually. And um, um, I, was, I was anti it. I was against it. If I'm being brutally honest, I didn't see it working. Probably three, probably about three, four, probably pre-COVID effectively. Um, and um, not exactly how we've set it up, but um, my chairman, um, Niall, was very, very big on it. I think he felt that you could, you could, you know, give the, give the team a much longer weekend, still get the work done. We probably lost a bit of time on Fridays. Um, so it was probably about three years ago. But then the, the idea, you know, for us putting it back in, um, the, the further discussion was actually the end of Q1 this year. And it was really what, what's the business going to look like moving forward and how are we going to achieve our goals? How are we going to do what we want to do whilst um, acknowledging the fact that it's a different world right now? And there's so many different options out there for recruiters um, and businesses, but the four day work week for us um, just felt right. So yeah, it was something that was muted many years ago. Um, I was very anti it. I was very anti it for a long time. COVID changed that. And then, yeah, I'd say the end of Q1 this year was when we really started to talk about it seriously again. Mm, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's interesting that you know, you're, you're, you're both of a generation where you know, the, the suggestion of this back in your days when you were coming up through the ranks would have been <laughs> just laughed out of the room, right? 100%. So what about you, Simon? When did you guys suddenly think, do you know what, this, maybe this is something we should, we should put yeah. in place? Got to be transparent. I probably shouldn't be on this uh, podcast. It should be Jill, who founded Precision and first came up with the idea um, several years ago and just got absolutely ruined by me and the rest of the leadership team. Of like, are you mad? That wouldn't work. And I used to always tell the same story. You know, my biggest client in London when I got into recruitment, I picked up that that client at five fifteen on a Friday afternoon when I made that call. So um, we kind of shot it down. You know, and. Then it was COVID, whereby we were obviously worried about our cost base. And we transitioned to a four-day week. And we then found, working that four-day week, that the team were more productive, more well-rested, and generally happier because their threshold came down as well, so they were earning well. And at the same time, I went on this leadership course, if you like, with a company called Leading Well. And there's a lady there called Vanessa Fudge, who I'll plug on here. Um, who give me um, the advice of focusing during COVID massively on the team's health and well-being. And she told me there's a huge connection between your employees' health and well-being and their productivity and then their performance and that feeds into their sense of belonging and general health and well-being. So we massively focused on that, you know, doing things like we well, had to work from home, but things around um, step challenges and um breathing and meditation and all this type of stuff. And we did a solid year of the 40 a week and performance went through the roof. Employee engagement went through the roof. People were happier. Sickness went down and it was just a no brainer for us really. And, you know, it was such a passionate subject for the leadership team. We had to bring an external facilitator in to come and kind of facilitate that discussion and try and think of all the pros and cons and, um, yeah, it was just a bit of a no-brainer. So it kind of, the, the, the seed came from Jill many years ago and then it was COVID that made it a no-brainer and then it was the performance of the team. They kind of made it a no-brainer for us in that 12 months when we, we were working a four-day week and not paying the team. 
Well, I mean, this is this is already fascinating because I was I just assumed I assumed that both of you would just say that this was um, only only thought of because of COVID, but it sounds yeah. like you were both uh, thinking about this quite a few years ago. Yeah, there's um, I think it's Nikki Borman, Borman people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they operate a four-day week, so we reached out and picked her brains. But you know, she'd been mentioned to me a few times, and there's books around, isn't there, on the four-day week, and there's all sorts of studies and whatnot. And in our board meetings, it would come up from time to time. But like I said, we were just—I'm like old school cats away, the mice player, all that kind of kind of archaic background, you know. So I was massively against it, and I'm now doing a 180. I'm the, fully the other way now. It's funny, it's funny how COVID, it's one of the positives, isn't it, Simon, that probably COVID has brought us, like you say, it's interesting that both of us had someone suggested to us a few years ago, both poo-poo it, and then yeah. um, got the COVID period where, yeah, we were the same, we had reduced, you know, difference, and now we had reduced threshold, reduced days, and saw how the teams performed. Yeah. One, you're almost forced to accept it's the right idea for their well-being. Yeah, I think for me as well, it was kind of, when we first moved to that 40-a week during COVID, I was like, I'm going to work that Friday, and then my wife was kind of like, do you want to go for a swim? You know that manly Shelley swim? And I was like, no, I can't. I'm at work. She's like, come on, come and do it. And then all of a sudden I was like, hold on, I can do this and enjoy this. And kind of, I don't have to be tied to my desk and like the world's not going to end, if you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, different mindset. So, sorry, sorry, Sam. So, so Sean, before, before you kind of jumped in both feet, um, were you absolutely convinced that it was a good idea or did you still have... Yeah, some some lingering concerns. No, it's funny actually. Yeah, my my, it, we we had the discussion about you know what what the future was going to hold for tap, you know what the new normal, you know again many different offices across different states with different challenges away and work from home, but moving forward, you know for this year, what was the strategy going to be around flexibility, work from home, office, four days, and to honestly, Pete, as soon as um Niall raised the four days again, I was I was all for it. I was in and he even said to me what's changed he's like I pitched this idea at you a few times I thought like, the world's changed COVID's changed it and for me it was about you know we've, we've set it up you know and it won't suit everyone we've set it up in a way where you know we you know it's the Monday to Thursday I think Beaumont people some do do something a bit different from what I've heard yeah. in terms of how they work it we very much do Monday to Thursday yeah. uh, long weekend but we do ask everyone to come to the office Monday to Thursday to build the culture training and that type of stuff which might be a bit different but for me um it just ticked all of the right boxes staff mental health productivity over time um treating people like an adult attraction retention um three-day week work week and it was probably one of the easiest decisions that we've made as a board and in that period um having gone from what simon says where someone suggests it and they just almost get laughed out of the room not that long ago yeah. Simon, you were convinced, right? You were, you were on board and you, you were just certain it was going to work before you, uh, you, pressed, you pressed the go button. Yeah, because we had that 12-month 12, 12 window of evidence. Do you know what I mean? So we'd seen the kind of, we had the evidence. We had, we'd done it on a kind of, I suppose, a, a trial by complete accident, stumbled into it because of COVID. So we had the, that body of evidence for 12 months that it worked. So it was just really simple for us. The, the big challenge was kind of, what have we not thought of? What are the pros and cons and kind of, are we going to do nine day fortnight or four and a half day a week, all this type of stuff. And kind of, that's why we needed that facilitator really. And um, to be fair, Joel Robinstein, part of our leadership team, you know, he made this massive pitch to us, like this kind of real war cry in a leadership meeting and a board meeting about why it was the right thing that we should do. And we should be brave and go for it. Cause we were like 
you're just kind of a little bit hesitant and scared about these things, you know, the big, big, big move. You're naturally... So, 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 so what were you scared about? What, 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 what did you... Because look, look, the, the, the benefits and the pros are, you know, the list is endless, right? Yeah. But, but what, if any, cons exist? There must be a negative to it. Yeah, there is. Um, and we weren't aware of some of the cons and we had to thresh that out, like holiday entitlement, um, a client calls, you know, mid-morning on a Friday, what do you do? What's the expectations? Like we had a few teething problems at the beginning with Jill, who you know. Yeah. We've got this big project from a um, from a bank, like multiple vacancies. And she had a team of people, like there was maybe seven or eight people working on these vacancies with Jill leading it. She was fronting it to the to the client. And Jill being who she is, she just works Fridays because she wants to deliver. And then there was this kind of expectation around the tip. Well, are we expected to work that Friday as well? And kind of there was just some blurred lines and some gray areas like that. Holiday as well. Um, you know, our belief is that Friday, if you are going to be non-contactable and you're going to switch off and you're, you're going camping or you're going overseas or you, you like that is a holiday, you should book leave or you should do a handover so that somebody else can deal with your work or your calls that might come in or do whatever you, you need to do. So um, there's just some gray areas and clarity around the communication. Like I've never worked a four day week before. None of us have. So there was just kind of teething problems really that we had to get our heads around. And um, we just weren't aware of that at the beginning. Did you find the same, Sean? Any, yeah, any look, it's interesting. You know, we, yeah, we, we, we similar stuff. The holiday piece was the same. And it's interesting. We landed at the same decision, Simon. We yeah. said, look, for us, the Friday effectively is a day off, but let's call it an optional day in recruitment. Yeah. Let's face it, in recruitment, the whole point of this in reality is, look, in recruitment, it's never been nine to five, even though, you're, you know, we say these are your hours. If you, if you need yeah. to deliver to a client after work or before work, you do it anyway. So the Friday tours is optional. So, yeah, the way we handled that was exactly the same, Simon. If it's a holiday and you don't want to be contacted, it's a holiday. Take it as annual leave. If it's a day where you're sort of optional and you're open for calls, then it's, it's part of your four-day Friday. We worked through that. Um, we came to an agreement with the guys that actually um, uh, big bit of lunches, um, any incentive lunch, anything like that would still happen on a Friday as well. Yeah, we've done the same, yeah. And the guys like that, you know, guilt-free, come in, do that. Um, yeah, the annual leave stuff we worked through. I'm trying to think about the other the teething stuff. You know, answering the phones. We just tried to take a real, the big push was just a real common sense um, yeah. we didn't go fast and loose but we sort of said look this is it be part of the experiment how cool is this off you go and a bit like you though simon you know through covid we saw we saw the behaviors of so many of our teams yeah be exactly what you'd want that we had complete trust um, yeah. went for it. but yeah the holiday piece was probably the hardest an experiment is the word because that's what we said we purposefully didn't want to use the word trial we're like this is an experiment let's see what happens there's going to be things that come up that we kind of didn't expect so let's just be kind of patient pragmatic and and kind of work through it and um yeah that, that that seems to be working up to now how did the staff take it when you sat down because that would have been like the best team meeting ever to, to deliver and be part of how did the staff take it do you want to go first simon yeah Sorry, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not really controlling this very well. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll answer that. I'll, I'll answer that. I'll take it. Simon, you go first. 
I'll answer that. But there was one other challenge we had as well, which I want to cover off around it, is new starters. Because when you bring a rookie into the business on a four-day week, as you know, Sean and Pete, like volume is such an important imperative of recruitment there, especially for new starters. And we had to be really clear with rookies that joined the business that when we're setting the expectations and the outcomes for you at the beginning of the week, we expect you to hit them whether you work four days or five days. And we had to get really clear with that because um, it's volume-based, unfortunately. More, more, more so for those new starters who need to kind of get through the volume of calls and interviews and really kind of bounce around and make a lot of mistakes to learn their craft along the way, you know? So I just want to clarify that. That was another one of those gray areas that we kind of maybe hadn't delved deep enough at first, but I think we've got that right now. And um, so it's interrupt you there, Simon. I think that's, we, we're a lot shorter into this than, than you guys. I think that's going to be the interesting thing for me with the people that have been with the business for a while and have always worked five days, that, that Friday is a real gift and they, they treat it that way. Yeah. They get it the interesting thing for me will be the new people coming into recruitment with a four-day week yeah yeah and you called it it's like you've literally taken the same terms that we use here that gift thing so we just like maybe once a quarter in our sales presentations we talk about the fact that you know don't take this for granted it it is a gift and appreciate it and and use it and use it in the right way and um yeah, so it's interesting that you use that term. But anyway, Pete, to answer your question. No, 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 hang on, hang on, sorry. You've, I've thought of another question, actually, if you don't mind. <laughs> you, you don't mind, Simon. Uh, for, for me, when I, when, I worked in, in, when I worked in recruitment, <laughs> when I worked in proper recruitment, Friday was always, Friday was always the fun day, right? It was like field yeah. Friday, dress down Friday, drinks came out of the fridge in the afternoon. Yeah. Have, have, you, have you lost that? Have you lost that feeling? Sean, do you want to? Yeah, look, I think my, my, my short answer to that for us is no, for, for a couple of reasons. And, and look, I guess, actually, COVID has probably impacted some of that interaction anyway, and we, we've, we've learned to, to live a little bit more remotely. But like I said, for us, we've made the agreement that we still do the fun stuff on a Friday. So yeah. we, we still do the fun stuff on a Friday. Look, occasionally we'll do the, I've done the presentation now on a Thursday after work as well. So, you know, there's, there's that option. But yeah, we still do the fun stuff on a Friday. We've got the band back together. You know, a big part of this was about getting the troops and, and the crew and everybody back in the office Monday to Thursday. Mm-hmm. And um, that that culture, that that ability to still have some fun is very much there. And yeah, we still have the sales presentations. We still do all of that. Um, and then we just pick the Fridays that we do it guilt-free. So, so far for us, I'd say no. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with Sean. Again, I, we do our director's lunches either on that Friday or the, or the Thursday evening, really paranoid about protecting that, that four days and not letting anything creep into it. And um, and again, we've had this amazing year. So we've we've been to the Hunter Valley, the Blue Mountains, we're off to Byron soon. We've been on boats and things like this. So there's other stuff happening socially. And, you know, this is not right for every business, but it's right for our business because this group of people, this team that I work with, um, you know, they are connected and they don't have to be in the pub doing the Friday afternoon drinks thing and they don't have to be kind of connected in that that sort of way. Um, so for me, we were never that type of business where every Friday we were out on the booze anyway. They're not big, it's not that type of vibe, if that makes sense. So that's why it was right for our business. Yeah, okay. All right, and then back to the, the earlier question, Simon. 
how did um, how did your team take take the news? And was was there any pushback? Did any of your team think it wasn't a great idea? I was a massive surprise. Like none of them were expecting it at all. I think that they thought that they were going to be given the option to stay on the four day with the threshold the way it was, or move back onto the five day. I think that's what they were expecting, and um, it was a massive surprise. But again, I decided or we decided as a leadership team to let Jill deliver that news because, you know, she's, she delivered a lot of the bad news during COVID. And, um, and um, so we decided to let her deliver it. And um, she enjoyed that. And it was one of the best moments of my career, I think, seeing their faces. Really? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And they appreciated the thank yous. And that was a curveball. And they all wanted to know our thinking, our thought process. We got, we got asked one question, which I revert back to, um, regularly with the team you know what if we're not performing will you remove it and my response was if the business is not performing that is because individuals are not performing and if those individuals are not performing they simply won't be in the business medium or long term and um, I think that really struck with them because it was like hold on we're doing this we're committed we're two feet into this and it's not kind of a whim do you know what I mean it's like we're doing it and we're committed to it and it's about them as individuals also making it work alongside us and and um so far so good yeah john how did it go down with your your mob yeah it was great like i didn't obviously with the i didn't get the chance to deliver it to every single office it was it was delivered to the directors and they they took it to their offices but again you know it's one of those things you know simon you know you were talking about the, the decision you know you had a facilitator we made the decision very quickly and we felt it was right and then you go to the directors and you never know how it's going to be received and it was just accepted so well and i think i think a lot of that look everyone got it you know part of our thought process process was it's been such a tough two years i think similar to simon you know for our business we reduced thresholds we reduced hours we'd gone through that process so people had real confidence that they could do their job through that period and it was just no one had expected it exactly the same simon you know i think for our yeah. business for people they just didn't see it coming um so that was great i delivered it to the sydney team um, and again, similar conversation. And my point was, we're not changing the policy, we're changing individual. So if it's not working, it's not because it's a bad idea. We know it's the right idea. And if the right individuals are working in a business like recruitment, you know this is the perfect setup for them. So, you know, for us now, I've got complete confidence in TAP and the individuals there. And, and yeah, someone raised the same question. So, I'm, you know, what if, what, if, what if it's not working? And my point was exactly that. We, we're not changing the policy, we'll change yeah. the individual. Um, if the performance isn't coming, I did have one person raise it, raise the question, but they're no longer with us, so that's fine. Someone said, "Ah, oh, so we're we just going to work longer hours Monday to Thursday," um, and that was the only negative comment I got back, so that was fine. Yeah, it's um, it's funny. You will always find people will always find a negative in things, then. Eh? Yeah. And um, I, we we had one member of staff, and it was a fair point. She just said, oh, "I'm just worried about what our clients will think." Yep. around delivery and you know we work through that because it's, it's a fair point you know you, you, you and um we were able to um help her with that and work through that hey just breaking away from the conversation for one quick minute just to let you know that recruitment journeys is brought to you in partnership with vincere the new breed tech partner purpose-built for recruitment and staffing agencies worldwide designed for agencies only and not hr Vincere is the secret weapon for progressive recruitment firms across Australia, New Zealand, and beyond. You can learn more about Vincere on my exclusive interview with their CEO and founder on season two, episode 14 of this podcast. In the meantime, 
if you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to accelerate growth and give your recruiters an edge over the competition, please visit vincere.io slash mint for an exclusive offer for all listeners of this podcast. Now, back to the chat. How has it um, affected, even improved, your ability to attract staff? And, and do you worry that they, you know, if that's a big reason for them to join, does that, is that, is that a red flag in any way? Simon, you can go first on this one. I think we have a massive burnout problem in this industry. Yeah? When I look back at my career and a part of me is like, oh, I've done really well because I worked five, six days a week and I was able to kind of win those one percenters and stuff. But then the other part of me is, hold on, like, would I be even much further on? Because the amount of times I've just run myself into the ground and got ill and unwell and missed out on significant things in my life. Like, um, from attracting stuff, it's a funny one because there's been a few interviews where we, we've kind of really pushed the 40 a week as a, as a game changer. And some of these experienced recruiters have turned around and said, you know, like I'm ambitious and I'm an ex, I'm a million dollar biller or whatever. I work Fridays. It doesn't matter whether you're giving me a 40 a week or not. Like I, I generally work Fridays because that's what I do to deliver. So like we, we've been able to hit all of our goals around hiring and identifying experienced stuff and, Definitely, it's played a massive part the 40 a week because when you talk about people's health and well-being, people talk about you know gym memberships and this type of thing. But actually, when you can see it, we we operate on a 40 a week, it shows that you're actually you, you you're living and breathing it. So that's been really kind of that's what's resonated with me when you explain it. People are generally intrigued and interested. So uh, we we've hired several experienced staff in the last 12 months. How much of that is down to the 40 a week? It's hard to tell. Um, We've got three other experienced recruiters joining us in the next month or two when visas and whatnot get approved. And it's definitely played a part in the conversation. But like I said, there's, there's been some people who, like, it hasn't been the game changer, they've rejected us or they haven't moved forward. And when we've asked about the 40 a week and the part that's played, they've just been like, you know, it doesn't bother me. I work Fridays anyway. So yeah. okay. does that answer your question? That answered my question perfectly. Thank you, Simon. What about you, Sean? Look, I think it's played a huge part for us in some hires in, in Q, um, Q2. Um, I think, Simon, your point's right there. You know, what we found, and Pete, you, you know, you've, you've given us some, some people where we've been very close and you're talking to them. And, you know, you find that the recruiters, or, or the even if they're non-experienced, will get it down to, you know, a couple of people they connect with. And then I think you're right, Simon, you know, there's a lot of us that will talk a really good game around mental health, you know, good commission, whatever it is. Yeah. I think the benefits or, or what the people talk about can seem very vanilla or, or it all seems the same. Yeah. Whereas, you know, when, when it's the four day work week, you've, you've really changed the, the structure of the business. You're taking it very seriously and you've made a big statement. I yeah. think there have been probably four or five individuals and, and they might have chosen us anyway, way, but I think it has tipped them over. Yes. Yeah. To, to join us that's my opinion i think that that's why i saw i think one of them might have been in through you pete um where it was close but it made um it made a difference it's an interesting point you make actually pete around you know is that a red flag um i, I did stew over that but i don't think it is because i think ultimately what you're looking to do is hire like we said you know this isn't for everyone and some people like you say simon will look at it and say actually that's not for me you know yeah. i'd actually prefer five days reduced hours or complete flexibility because that's how i work yeah uh, so I guess effectively what we're looking for are the people who look at it and go, that is for me. Um, and that's the environment I can work in. So, um, yeah. 
I mean, how many people are in the pubs on a Friday afternoon in Australia? It was the first thing that kind of jumped out at me in my first week here in Australia. I remember I worked through my lunch, it must have been 2.30, 3 o'clock, and I walked across Australia Square, and that Ryan's bar is just absolutely, like, yeah. going off. And I remember coming back to the office, I was like, what's going on over there? And I'm like, oh, that's where all the recruiters go on a Friday afternoon. And I was just like, you know what, I'm going to do well here, here and there on a Friday afternoon. I'm going to smash it. So, um, like, the, yeah, there you go, you know. So everybody's, look, pretty much everybody who worth their salt is, uh, and every recruitment business worth their salt, are having PBs uh, left, right and centre, I'm sure. But yeah. I know that both of your businesses have just had, a, had amazing periods. Um, how much of that do you put down to market conditions? How much of it do you put down to the fact that staff productivity is, yeah, that they've got a new lease of life because of this four-day week? Sure. Um, it's a really good question. Um, can I sit on the fence and say I think it's a bit of both? You sit on the fence. There's a beautiful yeah. um, behind you. <laughs> look, I think I think look, any you would be naive right now in the Australian or New Zealand first recruitment market if you pretended that your success wasn't based on the market conditions. Um, there is no doubt that the market is playing a huge part in terms of. Um, you know, talent shortages in terms of, you know, hiring trends and all of that. But at the same time, I think you still have to be in a position to take advantage of that. So what we've seen is the individuals that we've got left in the business are people that have gone through COVID, have, have, have proven themselves to be um, to be grown-ups, to be able to, to work productively and to be able to deliver. And, and that's certainly playing a part and they've been around. And then, look, the new people that we've hired have all come in with, with exceptionally um, positive and the right mentality as well. So for us, it's quite early days, I guess, in terms of the four-day journey to say it's had a, had a huge impact in terms of business. But I think um, in terms of doing well, I think certainly longevity, Simon, as you talked about, and actually having a greater focus on our staff's well-being, burnout, making sure they're getting breaks and making sure we're taking some real interest in that is definitely playing a part and will certainly play a part over the next sort of 12, 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. Remind me of the question again. Oh, what part has it played in the success? Yeah. Okay. So, so, so business is down to to market conditions. How much is down to the four-day week? Yeah, I think so. We um we obviously have monthly board meetings, and Greg Savage um chairs that, and he sits on the board. I think of a dozen companies. So we've got his subjective objective view on how we're doing compared to the market. If that makes sense, and then we subscribe to is it Nigel. I can't remember his name, horses kind of, yeah. So we've got that as well, which is certainly more objective. So we can see that we're, we're doing, we believe, above the market, you know, on a rising tide, all boats rise. And then, um, but we can see that we're above that in terms of the averages, which is brilliant. So I think, I think the 40 a week plays a significant part. I think our whole change in leadership style as a business. Our whole culture plays a significant part in now uh, we focus on that health and well-being, the way we lead people. We work from uh, remotely two days a week. That's played a huge part. So I think it, it's just, it all comes together really. And and like we've got no dickheads here in this business now. And it's the first time I've ever worked in a team or culture where we've got absolutely like no dickheads, where they're a pleasure to work with, the well-mannered, respectful, appreciative and hungry, hardworking, ambitious, everything you would want from a team, you know, that trust is just strong because of COVID. And I think 
it all comes together to create what we've got right now. But obviously, the market is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. The test will be when it drops off, I'm guessing. Eh? That's it. Yes, we shall see. But hopefully that doesn't happen for quite some time. No. Before I ask you the last question, I am curious to know, Simon. Um, Mr. Greg Savage, he's, he's been around for a few years. Um, was he on board with the four-day week? Yeah, massively, yeah. He, um, he, he's the person who recommended us to go and speak to Nikki Beaumont of Beaumont People and just get a kind of sanity check, which we did, and pick her brains. Um, but he, he was on board. He just helped us with that nine-day fortnight, four-day week type of thing to, to work through that. But he was, he was fully on board, yeah. Yeah, okay. Good to know. All right, chaps, last question. If this is such a good idea with apparently very few negatives, nothing but pros, why the hell isn't every recruitment business doing it, uh, in your opinion? Sean? I'd say fear. Yeah. Um, just, just, just fear of um, of what what could go wrong. Look, I think I think one of the there aren't a lot of downsides. You're absolutely right. Um, I think the big thing that me and Simon have touched on there are two things: is one, I guess this functionality functionality or idea was 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 accidentally forced on us a little bit to learn that it could work through COVID when we reduced. Interestingly, both businesses did exactly the same: reduced hours, reduced thresholds, and saw that. And number two, um. There have been, you know, it's interesting you talk about the my career at TAP or times in my career where I might be would have had would have had a greater fear about doing this because of the team as well. And so for us personally, the individuals that I've got across our business now, like you talked about no dickheads, but I have complete faith in the in the individuals that work in the in the business as well. And I think probably those two things where it practically we saw it work, and secondly, I have complete faith in the team and confidence in them that we could move forward um and it worked well i think fear of it if it not going well i think often people will see all the problems like simon talked about how do you handle annual leave what's going to happen with our clients what's going to happen with the service lines you know are we gonna are we gonna lose um business because you know fridays aren't happening often people will look at the negatives but i think having seen it work so well through the covid time and then having implemented it um, look, I think it's going to come through. I think you'll see recruitment businesses make a lot of choices, um, Pete. I, th I think, you know, for us, this works. Um, you know, for Simon's business, it clearly works. Well, there'll be other organizations that will go maybe complete flexibility, you know, so we don't, we don't dictate four days, but we just say it's all about productivity. You can work from home or complete hybrid model over five days or whatever it is. So I think the reason a lot of businesses maybe haven't chosen to do it is because they just don't feel it's quite right for their business at the moment. And then potentially a fear of what could go wrong. I'll tell you what I am seeing as a, as a rec to rec. Um, I'm seeing lots of candidates pop up um, from businesses who are still quite rigid and, and have said, you know, post-COVID, we just want you back in the office five days a week. Yep. And a lot of recruiters have said, well, hang on a minute, we know that our peers in the industry have got a different deal. And um, yeah, for that reason, I've, I've seen quite a few people leave recruitment businesses and leave jobs that they've been in for many years because their employer is quite rigid. Yeah. Why are you not sending them to me, Pete? <laughs> you, 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 you see them. You see them, Simon. <laughs> um, what about you, Simon? Why, 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 do you think, why do you think everybody else isn't following suit? 
Sean's spot on with that fear factor because we were, we were scared as well, even when we'd done 12 months and we had that kind of evidence. So definitely the fear. But imagine your recruitment business, you know, who in the last 18 months has had record quarter upon quarter upon quarter. It, it is really easy. And I've done it myself to think this is the way we've always done it and it's working. Like, why would we change? You know, so I think um, there's a little bit of that to add to exactly what Sean said, which I agree with everything he said there, that, that fear factor. I'm, I'm in the camp of I'm kind of thinking two ways of I hope it stays like that. And then we're lucky enough to have that kind of USP to leverage that and, and keep using it to grow and, and get more recruiters to want to join our business and then retain them because of the health and well-being focus. And then the other side is, you know what, this industry it has got a problem around retention and it is a stressful industry and it's full on. And if we want to really get some credibility and show some innovation, why not um, push it out there and get more people doing it, you know? But even if, even if a lot of the industry does follow suit and, uh, and you know, down the track, 30, 40, 50% of the industry are operating four day weeks, at least you guys, um, you know, we'll, you'll never lose the ability to put your hands up and say that uh, we were the pioneers. Yeah. Like every time I put something on LinkedIn about it, I'll get a couple of DMs off owners or leaders of recruiting businesses that want to meet me like this to discuss pros and cons and the thinking. And this is exactly the same stuff that Sean mentioned. It's that fear and this is how we've always done it. It's going really well. And it's the big thing that every business is different. And, you know, it comes down to trust. If you're, if you've got, you know, some of the highest billers can be absolute knobheads there. And if you've got this business that's killing it, but your recruiters are absolute dicks and you don't trust them and you need to micromanage them and you need to be stood over them and KPI in them. It's not for you, is it? Like ultimately. So um, yeah. just, just depends on what your business is and the circumstances and what, what you want to, what you want to get out of your business and what type of, I've just, I just saw the, I just saw the pros for myself and, and my family and my life and my well being and kind of, I've never been happier. Eh? It's like the best. And I'll work, I'll work a lot of Fridays, but, you know, I'll maybe not work the whole day unless I've got something else going on. I've got a big week coming up or whatever it might be. And it's just, you don't have to be in the office. And it's just amazing. Right? It's just the advantages. They're just like, it's a no brainer after you've done it for me. Yeah. So today's, uh, today's Wednesday, right? Yeah. If I had asked you to, to do this podcast on Friday, would you have just shut me down? 100%. Yeah, we do. But we, as a leadership team, when there's a lot we need to discuss, we're like, let's leave that on Friday morning, Friday morning, Friday morning, and then we'll do stuff on a Friday. And you can kind of breathe a bit, you know what I mean? Because you're not being bombarded with the stuff that goes in the office and all that noise and stuff. And it's really good kind of creative time, thinking time, planning time, um, looking at what you might need to look at and read and stuff. So that's how it's helpful for me. Yeah, it's funny. It, it it was and it was a tough adjustment. Like it was it was a joke. I remember my wife turned around when we first implemented it, and for the first few Fridays, she's like, "You're actually working more on a Friday than you did before you moved to the full day work week." And it took a while for me to actually get used to. It. And look, being brutally honest, like one of the downs. If you said to me what was one of the downsides, one of the downsides is if we're being very honest, it is very hard to fit everything we need to do in four days in my job. So you will you have to be prepared that there will be things that you have to pick up on a Friday. And that's absolutely fine. But there's a big difference between choosing to do that and having to do that yeah. both mentally and, and, um, and physically, you know, I think like you say, someone, I actually now really cherish my Fridays because I can actually do a load of stuff that maybe I haven't had a chance to do during the week, or I can really focus on the business, the crew, yeah. the troops, 
all that good stuff Monday to Thursday and then pick up some stuff on a Friday that I really need to do, like you say, whether it's creative, whatever it is. And I'll do two, three hours. I won't begrudge it. I'll work around my schedule. I'll take my little boy to swim in, you know, go for a run, go to gym, whatever I want to do. And I love, love it. And all the, all the team love their Fridays. Yeah. And work. I, I overdone it at one point with the Friday kind of trips, camping and whatnot. I think I'd had three or four on the bounce. And then I found I had to work like several weekends to catch up off the back of that. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah, just, yeah. 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 Can, I, can I just say though, from a, from a selfish perspective, I, I find it all very inconvenient because when I'm trying to ring either of you on a Friday, you don't answer your phone. Really? It's all a bit of a nuisance, to be honest. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> right, Shafter, well done. Well done uh, for, for pioneering the, the four-day week. Um, yeah, it'd be very, very interesting to see what happens in the next you know, couple of years and see how many other businesses take it on board. But um, kudos to you for uh, having the kahunas to, uh, to implement it. Thanks, Pete. Cheers, Pete. Enjoy that. Cheers, boys. Enjoy. Uh, enjoy. Thanks, so you've got one more day of the working week tomorrow. Enjoy it. All right. Thanks, Cheers. Pete. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Recruitment Journeys. Now, whilst we are very passionate about bringing to you inspirational stories from the recruitment industry, Our day job, our bread and butter, if you like, is recruitment to recruitment. That's what we do. So if there are any recruiters out there listening to this podcast who are thinking about their next chapter um, and they just want to have a confidential chat about what's going on in the marketplace in their respective cities, please do not hesitate to reach out in the strictest of confidence. Call me, Pete Watson, on 0432-666-701 or drop me an email at pete at mintrecruitmentgroup.com and you will find me on LinkedIn as well. I'm all over the place. Thank you so much for listening and hope to see you again.